Welcome to Life Talk, a series of thought-provoking podcasts specifically developed to thoroughly enrapture, dynamically expand, and potentially enrich your life by challenging your heart. And now, here's Craig. You know, I think that reality is defined solely by the extent of our reach. Albert Einstein said that Reality is merely an illusion, albeit a persistent one. Yet we see reality as anything but illusion. Wikipedia states that in philosophy, reality is defined as the state of things as they actually exist, rather than as they they may appear or might be imagined. Well, when we throw around the word reality, we assume it to mean all that's really real. We see reality as something where all the fake and fraudulent has been entirely stripped away, leaving nothing but that which is true and genuine. The word reality suggests something that's completely grounded, that's entirely true, and that's totally accurate. We sense it as something that's solidly rock bottom and unarguably the end of the story. Reality for most of us is what life was like before we added all the junk to it that we've added. It's all the uncontaminated, raw essence of existence. And in other words, it's the untainted, untouched, and unalterable truth. Yet, out of our indomitable need to be masters of our own fates and captains of our own ships, we prefer to shape our own realities. I think it's odd that we think that we have the ability to wield power that we don't really possess at all. We don't see ourselves as wonderfully privileged to be part of this amazing journey that's been laid out before us. Rather, we see ourselves as being people who have the inalienable right and uncontested license to design and fashion and form this journey from the ground up. We claim life solely as our private enterprise and we cast it entirely in our design. Indeed, we have a strange way of taking liberty with things that we really can't take liberty with. We can be an arrogant bunch at times, thinking we have the ability or the right to manage things that we simply can't. In some respects, it might be likened to some sort of God complex or maybe the classic short man syndrome. Well, whatever it is, we think we're privileged enough or powerful enough to control that which we can't. One of the realities of humanity is our sense that our right to independence extends to our right to craft our lives in whatever manner we choose to craft them. That then creates a mentality that a pre-existent reality, which is universal in nature and scope, is an entirely unfair and unjust hindrance. The realities that we create tell us that a universal reality can't be a reality because of the manner in which it impedes us. Therefore, if we massage our minds enough to believe that a universal reality does not exist, we must, by nature of that reality, create our own reality. Now, it's no news to anyone that there are realities out there for the choosing. That's what tends to make all of this a bit confusing. However, it does afford us the opportunity to embrace the reality of our choosing. And if there's not one out there that really appeals to us, we can go right ahead and custom or semi-custom design our own. Well, we certainly do our own custom designs. Our reality is often what we've constructed. You know, we build out our lives and we fashion our existence, sometimes carrying those tasks out in very meticulous ways, and other times doing so in rather abrupt and less than thoughtful ways. 
Sometimes we create our own realities based on well-laid-out plans, and at other times we piecemeal things as we fly by the proverbial seat of our pants. Oftentimes we exercise great care because we care, and at other times we're careless because we could care less. However, and in whatever way we do it, what we construct stands before us looking strikingly real, incredibly genuine at times. You know, we can perform a downright convincing job of rigorously constructing an intellectual or emotional or spiritual or relational behemoth that looks breathtakingly lifelike. Yet the pressing question becomes, does the reality we've created reflect the larger realities around us? And in creating our own reality, have we, in reality, forfeited reality? And then there's our semi-custom designs. You know, the world around us seems like a grandly expansive buffet chock full of cheap imitations. It's interesting that what we create is always an imitation of something else. Whether in whole or in part, the things that we fashion in life always borrow from something else. That suggests that there must be something original, some creative point of departure that emerged from nothing but itself. Everything that is, to one degree or another, is a copy. So we shop this massive buffet of cheap imitations, and we pick a bit of this and a bit of that. Sometimes we take things in their entirety, or we whack off or carve out parts that appeal to us. Whatever it is that we walk out with, we craft then into our realities. Therefore, our realities are borrowed and integrated into some sort of semi-custom design. And what we borrow is what appeals. So our intent is to create a reality that's appealing, that's nice, and that's comfy and cozy. Our semi-custom realities can be custom-made to fit our personal agendas, our biases, our prejudices, our fears, our emotional baggage. They can be fashioned to lend credence to our views. They can be fashioned to give us permission to avoid pain. They can be crafted to allow us to live in blissful ignorance. And they can be crafted to rubber stamp whatever we want rubber stamped. And then there's borrowing. There's the ability to just borrow our reality wholesale. It's the I'll take one of these mentalities where we simply grab whatever reality is closest to whatever reality is the easiest and we run with it. In doing this we forfeit any ability to engage life as unique creations and become whatever someone else has designed. Sometimes we do this out of a compelling argument that convincing us or that convinces us that someone's design of reality is the real deal. Whatever the motivation, we borrow a reality and we park ourselves in it and on it. And typically we never question or scrutinize the reality of the reality simply because borrowing is a whole lot easier to do. So we end up living in a borrowed world on borrowed time. Well, what's real reality? Anything that we assume to do will obviously be limited by our limitations, which are pretty limited. That means that if our reality is limited to what we create, we'll end up living in a pretty tiny world that's going to be thinly populated, pretty sparse, quite dreary, and just plain flat. Look, on our own, we cannot begin to hope to exercise a design of intellectual cumin or emotional depth or spiritual magnitude that could rise to even touch the slightest hem of the realities of the world that we live in. We build our 
small, finite realities instead of exploring an unrestricted, infinite reality. We then spend little lives in dark caverns that we've come to believe are filled with irrepressible light, and we languish. And so in reality, the question of reality has been bounced around throughout human history. It would appear that a hallmark of reality is that we didn't create it. Second, reality is not the product of innovation or alteration. Third, if something's hard and demanding, it's probably closer to reality than the easy stuff. Fourth, embracing reality rather than shaping it or borrowing it is going to give us the richest and fullest life. And finally, reality is expansive enough to give us a lifelong journey of endless horizons and ceaseless discovery. The reality is that you just might want to take time to consider those points and really think about the reality of your reality. Thank you for joining us for Life Talk. For further information or additional resources, please visit www.craiglpc.com.